0: we needed the oil poured in, you know, exactly where we needed the wine to enter in, and you did not disappoint. And Father, for those who, who came into the call with conflict and unresolved, and who came in with anxiety, who came in strong from the past, even with generational offenses, as uh, related by the brother on the line, and we just come into agreement with him that his deliverance, it's nearer than when he first believed that you had brought him thus far by faith, that there was a day of total liberty that you have for him, that mind smiling for freely, that his heart can love freely, that his level of understanding and comprehension and the revelation and knowledge of you, that it will break wide open as he desires. And for all others, especially those who are travailers on behalf of others, that even in the midst of their own storms, they're finding time to stand in the gap to intercede on behalf of those who are not there yet. So we thank you that we are blended by your word. We are blended with a better understanding of what you say offense is. And we thank you, Lord, for your perfect love that we have access to it. Not just for ourselves, but that we have the overflow that will to someone else's offense. But you said it's need be in the world that offense is come, but will it be unto them who are, the riches, who are the source of it. So we thank you this morning for the richness of your word that never returns void. And we fill it with your precious blood. And we thank you, God, that it has strengthened us and it has empowered us for things we have no we have no knowledge of yet. But, God, you see down the road, but you are omnis- omniscient, and, omniscient and, omnipresent, and omnipresent, and we thank you for that. And so this morning, as we prepare for the release of your word, by divine understanding and divine oh, knowledge Jesus. and divine wisdom, that you will pour your grace upon your daughter, your daughter will serve you faithfully in prayer living sacrificially for the burden of the ministry that you have introduced her into the corporate body. And this morning, we thank you, God, for the ministry that was seated over 12 years ago, where she labored in prayer every Monday night, silently for years, until you spoke the benediction on that season in her life. And as you elevate her and cause her to be saturated, and to stream out into the corporate body in different locations, in different regions, or wherever you already ordered, the steps. go with her and go before her. Let her not speak a word that you have not spoken. And let her not God make a comment that is not from the Holy Ghost. For Lord, your word is spread unto us. And we lose this healthy before us in these evil and wicked days. And we declare that today, that your word, which is logos, has already been written will issue forth from her mouth as a rhema the life-giving substance that is within you. Let it be upon her at these moments. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You ready? Again, we have with us an uh, uh, awesome teacher and preacher and woman of God, and man who, as a, a Prophet Zitner has shared, uh, woman of God has been on God's battlefield for a long time, amen. She's a young woman in, in age, but not young in the Lord, amen. And so we're going to allow, uh, give faith, amen, for Elder Phaedron Green uh, to come forth in her gift and calling as the teacher on today. And we thank the Lord for you on today, um, Elder Phaedron.
1: God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. I just thank and praise God for each and every person that is in the um, atmosphere um, this morning. I'm going to lift up a song of worship before I go into my time of teaching. God bless you. There's
2: nothing worth more that would ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. In your presence, Lord hallelujah jesus i've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone in your presence lord Lord, your presence, Lord. We decree on today, let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence, let us experience the glory of your goodness. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our heart is longing for to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, we
1: praise you, we glorify you in your in your presence father god we glory in your presence lord we thank you for the word that will come forth on today lord we thank you that you will give fresh revela- revelation knowledge father god lord that you allow your rhema to come forth lord i thank you that you are the bread of life and lord that you will provide bread in this season you will give fresh bread right now father god we call it for to be manifested in our midst we give you the praise the glory and honor that's due unto your holy and righteous name i decree that phadrian decrease and that you will increase by your holy spirit lord we pray that your holy spirit will use my lips oh god lord that i will speak what you will have me to say and lord when it's time for to shut it down lord i be obedient to your spirit we give you the praise the glory and honor this due unto your holy and righteous name amen amen god bless you to everyone that is on the line protocol has already been set this morning we are teaching about biblical foundation for conflict resolution it the lesson really has already been taught um, in the in the question and answer portion we just thank and praise god that he is a strategic god and that He doesn't leave us ignorant. He gives us his word and that we can know exactly how we are to handle a thing according to Holy Scripture. If you have your Bibles, if you're taking notes, I would advise that you would take notes or go back and listen to this um, teaching at a later time. Because how many know that God never brings a teaching or a topic Before us without there being someone in the midst that is in need of that subject matter Um, I would like to um, read Matthew the 18th chapter verses 15 through 20 I will have other scriptures but my foundation of my teaching this morning will come from Matthew 18 verses 15 through 20 And I will be reading according to the King James Version And it reads Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee Go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Verse 16, but if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Verse 17, and if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, Let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Verse 18. Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Verse 19. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Verse 2. And where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. We thank God for his word. This morning we're um, ministering in the area of conflict resolution. As it has already been for reference that conflict is inevitable. Anytime you have people, you're going to have the presence of conflict but if we will just take for a thought a moment of what conflict really is. Conflict is where you have an a variance in opinion of a subject matter. For instance, one person may say tomato. Another person may say tomato. And one person may say, well... You're incorrect. No, it's tomato. The other person says, no, it's tomato. So there is a variance of agreement. So there's a serious disagreement. There's a variance. There's an incompatibility. There's a clash that has come forth. But I just think and praise God that in that, there is still resolution in the midst of conflict. So where do we find the resolution? Let's go to the Holy Scripture. It tells us that if thy brother trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. When I talked um, on this subject um, a couple of months ago, the Lord said, gave me an example of us being in the, in the church. And say, for instance, church has, the benediction has gone forth, and we're now exiting out of the sanctuary. And as we're exiting out of the sanctuary, I step on Sister Roxanne's foot. Okay? I didn't realize I stepped on Sister Roxanne's foot. Sister Roxanne didn't say anything to me about it. Sister, you stepped on my foot or anything. But when she got home, she went and told Mary, Mary, you know, Elder Phaedron, she stepped on my foot. And you know she didn't even apologize to me, and she had the audacity to to get up and try to tell us and teach us about Jesus. Who is she? So then Miss Roxanne she come to the to the teaching, and and as I'm teaching, she said, um, she raises her hand. She said, uh, 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 you could just shut your mouth because you can't say any, you can't teach me nothing about the Lord, because you stepped on my foot last week and you didn't say anything to me, you didn't apologize to me. Now. Where is the issue? The issue is two things. The scripture says in verse one, moreover, if thy brother has trespassed against thee, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Okay? So the first error was when Sister Roxanne went and told Mary. Because the first person she should have brought, to the attention of the offense was me because i am the one who offended her and so many times we have been guilty of going to others instead of going to the person who caused the offense that's first thing second thing it says that when you address the issue see we can address the issue one-on-one because when she did talk to me she did address me however she addressed me in the presence of others. So it says, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Because if you do it right, if you handle getting a resolve of a conflict correctly, then the end of verse 16, it said, if he shall hear you. Now, when Miss Roxanne come to me, as the scripture admonishes us to to go to um your brother one on one alone then your brother can be gained your brother can be reconciled that issue when now i will say oh miss roxanne i do apologize i did not even realize that i stepped on your foot would you please accept my apology now if you ask me and you confront me in front of other people then what so often happens is now i feel attacked And now I feel I have to defend myself. And when I feel I have to defend myself now, we have no resolution. We have no resolve. Verse 16 says, but if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So let's go back to why we need to one point that we need to take forth about this. Handle the conflict quickly. Don't let it tarry, because many times we let it. We hold on to it. We let it fester, and then when we do that, then that's when we see root the root of bitterness. Then now it's prolonged. Um, I had a situation to come up recently, and um, I just thank and praise God for being a transparent minister. Um, I'm I'm on a praise team and um I'm I'm new in this ministry. i um, been in the ministry just this year. And um for anyone who knows me knows that I have a singing ministry. It's not just um not just um public, but this is my personal ministry. This is how God ministered to me personally through song. So not only does it bless others, it personally blesses me when I when I open my mouth in obedience to the word of God to um to worship him with song. And um, I had asked the musician, I said, um, I sent him a, 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 a question multiple times, and neither time did he respond to me. And um, I wanted to know, was there opportunity to lead? And I never got an answer. So one day, another ministry came to me and said, hey, we need your help in our choir. Not only that, we need you. We want you to lead our women's ministry. Um, would you consider um, coming over to our ministry? And I can tell you at that moment, I was in such a tug of war because I was like, okay, I've asked this question. um, Would there be opportunity to have opportunity to lead? And I didn't get a response. So I'm just going to leave. But how many know that God always sends a word in time? Just as I was in the moment of decision Pastor, my pastor, um, um, Pastor Doug Taylor of Rebirth Christian Fellowship in Birmingham, in Centerpoint, Alabama, he um taught about conflict. How convenient tonight that I, um, this morning that I have the opportunity to, to minister on conflict because this was very present for me, just over a month ago, and he says that conflict does not have to have drama, but it should be a means to a resolve. So. I reached out to uh, my first lady and I, I let her know what was going on and that I was in the place of decision whether or not I want to remain not only on the praising, but if I was going to remain at the ministry. Now, the question that I had had nothing to do with my pastoral leadership. Me, who have also been in pastoral leadership, I knew better, but it doesn't matter when you're in the midst of an attack. Even the very things that you know right to do, sometimes they come into question whether or not you're going to act them out. It's not enough to know what is right; we have to live it out. And we really don't know how we're going to respond to a matter until we present it with it. And this is going to bring up another issue. If you, if you, if you would just tag this for one moment. Another problem with us being so conflicted and so offended in the body of Christ because we think we have seniority. Sometimes we think that because... Oh, because I'm elder Phaedron. Oh, I supposed to be able to, to sing. It shouldn't have been any question. I shouldn't have had to ask. He should have asked me because I've been singing for the Lord since I was a preteen. So I can't believe that I'm, I'm at this church now and they won't let me sing. Who, who am I? Who am I that I have to be set up before everyone else? No, that is not so. So we have to be mindful that we don't be as the brothers were. Um, who um the the mother said, Well, can can my son sit sit on the right hand of you in in your kingdom? Who says that you have to sit at the front of the church because you prophet is elder, apostle? Who said that? Who said that you had to be invited into the pulpit? Who said that? You told yourself that because. So many times we have allowed what people think or what we think about ourselves. Not that we are to think less of ourselves, but the Bible says, don't think more highly of yourself than you are to think. Because you're in a place of leadership does not mean that people have to always cave in to you. So therefore you allow offense to come in on your own because of our own faulty thinking that goes back to the pre the pre-discussion that a lot of times there are things that are within us that causes us to become easily offended and it may not have been an, a big issue we all walking out of the sanctuary one person step on on your J renee shoes that you just bought and now you're offended in the world. The young people get offended because they have on their joints, they J's. And if somebody step on their feet, they always constantly walk around, walking on, they, wiping their shoes off. Have you ever ever watched a young man? I have too. And this is why I can recognize it that when they get a pair of new shoes, they always, they, they praising those shoes. They always wiping those shoes off, especially if they got a white pair of shoes. They're gonna make sure that those shoes are clean at all times. And if anybody step on them shoes, that shoe get one mark. They don't want to wear them shoes anymore. They can have brand new shoes sitting in their room with one little scuff mark on, and they said, no, I can't wear them anymore because such and such um, stepped on my shoe. And people have even been killed because of a pair of shoes but i tell you this this morning that if you got on a pair of j renee's or whatever brand shoe that you have on if they too good for um you to walk on them you need to leave them in the box matter of fact leave them in the store because if you're that easily offended because you're walking out of the sanctuary and somebody brushes up against you um step on your foot by mistake because of the, the pressing of the crowd then you're too sensitive now we have to look in the mirror and we have to look at ourselves and reflect to see what the real issue is. What's really going on. Let us go back to scripture. Amen. Verse number 17. Verse number 16. But if he will not hear thee. Then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Now, for instance, once me and Miss Roxanne, in the example that I gave you, Miss Roxanne came to me one-on-one, and she said, Elder Phaedron, you stepped on my foot, and um, I had just got no shoes. And not only that, I, I not long recovered from a surgery. And when you stepped on my foot, you re-entered you re-injured my previous injury that i added that i had i added on to our initial scenario because sometimes it's not just the J. renee's that she's offended about sometimes people we, we, when we um offend people we're opening up old wounds so when i stepped on her foot i opened up an old wound one that was um through surgery but sometimes there's emotional wounds that we open up when we say things to people there um there are spiritual wounds that we open up when we say things to people um just as um sister altina was saying earlier that she had a a friend that she didn't know what words to say she had to be very mindful of the words that she released out of her mouth because she didn't know if that person would get offended so in matters like that the word tells us to bring one, let it be one or two more to go along with you that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. What does this mean that maybe when sister Roxanne talked to me, maybe I won't hear her, but when she bring prophetess Brickneck along, who is my spiritual mother, when she'll bring apostle, ball along those who i respect i respect their walk in christ now she have a greater chance of me hearing what she had to say because i respect the mouth of those who is coming out of so therefore there's there's order to conflict resolution so there are some times when you're going to have to bring other people in that they can be counsel to the situation and many times it need to be people that will not take sides it need to be people who are going to be on an even ground they're not going to take my side because i'm their spiritual daughter or because i'm their cousin they're going to stand for what's right and i love the fact that when you have true accountability partners those who will call you in your mess. Those who will say your your stuff stink and you need to fix that right now. Don't let that tarry because I have those type of accountability partners and I thank God for them. But when they address me, when they call me into correction, they don't call me in correction in front of a midst of people. They call me into correction privately. And when it's done correctly, then... It says here, then thou hast gained thy brother. Then a spirit of reconciliation, a spirit of peace can come forth. A spirit of unity can come forth. It says in verse 17, however, we got some stubbornness now. We got some stubbornness among us. It says, now if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Okay, let's go back to my, my personal experience concerning the praising. So I went to um, I went to my first lady. I actually typed a message, and she sent it to Pastor. And Pastor said, um, we're going to investigate this. We're going to see how this issue played out. We're going to see what, what the real issue is, and we'll get back to you. Well, when it came back around to get back to me, they then um, asked me, did I have proof of what I sent? And I did he said always provide screenshots if you have if you have something in writing prepare it in writing show us what what was presented. I did that they had a meeting and the resolve was the person just I never knew what the other person's side was. I don't know if they not seen the message, if they meant to respond to the message with the busyness of life. I don't know if that particular day when I sent the message, he could have been in the emergency room with his child. Um, when I sent the message, he could have been driving out of town. When I sent the message, he could have been, so many things could have been going on. Have you ever had an opportunity where someone sent you a text and you you had good intention to respond back to them? but you did not something else came up the grandchild said um i need you to do this for me or you had to go and take your child to a, a school recital many things come up press against us on a daily basis and then you come back and say hey um elder Phaedra, i text you a week ago and you you never did respond back well what happens many times we don't go back to that person and say hey um were you busy? I, I was still waiting on you. I never did get a contact back. Many times, we get offended. Oh, oh, she thinks she better than me. Oh, she can't respond back. Oh, he thinks he better than me. He can't respond back. Oh, oh, am I not good enough? Oh, am I not good enough to sing in this church? I know this church is bigger than the church that I come from. So, do they think that I'm not good enough? I had to look in the mirror. Was it really the minister of music that was The reason for me being offended or was it me? Let us think about this because these are questions that we have to look at. We have to look in the mirror to see what is the root cause of it? What made you feel like this person just ignored you? Were they really ignoring you or could it have been the issues of life? Things they just forgot. They didn't mean to. Because what I could have done, I could have went back to him a third time. And say, hey, brother, did you see my message? I was still waiting for you to respond. But because I was in a 911 situation, I did not just leave. I did call on the two or three witnesses to come in. However, I let the two or three witnesses to go forth to them and bring us together to bring a resolve. So I just thank and praise God that even where I missed step one. Where I did not go to him again privately, I did go to verse sixteen, where I did get the mouth of two or three witnesses that every word may be established. Um, because the sake of time, and I can feel this pressing in my spirit. Another thing that we um, battle with is we don't we don't take the time to. think consider other people as we consider ourselves what would you do if it was you how would you handle it how would you want the person to handle you if you were on the other side of this conflict so i was thankful that in the end i was able to stay at the church in the end i was able to um get a song that i was able to sing because It it let me know that that I still have purpose where God has sent me because sometimes we we question um, Our motives of things and sometimes we should question our motives. Why why are you there? Why what's your purpose? um, In in the relationship in a relationship even like a marital relationship If there's conflict and there's going to be conflict one you two should come together and speak it out. What's going on with each other? Um, just as um, Apostle Ricardo said, that those conflicts you need to speak them out loud. Those issues that you have, you need to speak them out loud. Don't harbor them on the inside because idleness is the devil's workshop. He wants you to be alone to yourself in your in your bitter thoughts, in your offense. So he can kill you because his desire is to steal, kill, and destroy. Because if we look further into that scriptural text of Matthew 18, it gives us the true reason why we should resolve conflict. And it comes into verse, verse 19. It said, And again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven see there is something about when we come together in unity however if me and miss roxanne stay in conflict a conflict that is not resolved a conflict that turns into drama a conflict that turns into bitterness then now when it's time for us to pray for sister mary who she went to tell that i stepped on her foot when sister mary is going through in her health and sister mary is looking to us to be her accountability partners to be her prayer partners now me and miss roxanne we can't come together in agreement on behalf of miss mary because we let a shoe get in our way how many of us have allowed a shoe to get in our way from what god has called us to do in the kingdom let us read verse 17 through 20 it says and if he shall neglect to hear thee tell it unto the church but if he neglect to hear the church let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican so now if there's a bigger issue then we need to take it before the church many times we don't if we do steps one and two verse 15 and 16 correctly we shouldn't have to take it to verse 17 however if if it gets to the point of verse 17 that Means that I would say it goes to that which Prophetess Britney spoken of earlier when she said that now there's a demonic influence. Now we need to take it into the to the church. Now we need to pray for deliverance because now there's a stronghold there, a a a evil stronghold that's present that needs to be cast out, that needs to be dealt with. Um, go back to what Brother um, Apostle Ricardo said that some of these roots stem from our childhood some of the insecurities that we have stem from our childhood as um prophet shavonda said insecurity is the root cause of many times of conflict it's not that um sister sally mispronounced my name because people mispronounce my name all the time but i'm not offended because i know when you say federal and you're looking in my face that you're trying to say and you just don't know how to pronounce my name Um, People have called me Frederica, um, fabulous. Don't get offended that your mama named you an uh, odd name. Don't get offended that that she put a, a, a asterisk in your name and nobody knows that that asterisk is there. So sometimes we get offended about things that are not big at all. They are minute things, things that we should not even allowed to take precedence in our life, but we do because there is connected to something else that has nothing to do with the people or the situation or the circumstance that we're dealing with. But in verse 18, but in verse 18, we are to come together that the will of God can be manifested in the midst of the earth. So when we properly handle conflict in a biblical format then we can now get to the good thing and that is kingdom then we can get beyond this little thing that we go through when we're in church those things that we encounter in ministry we can then get to a time of reconciliation which will now lead us to kingdom Verse 18 Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So, now in the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the spirit of conflict that will cause a negative influence, and we bind it not only. In on earth but we bound it in heaven father god we release your unity we release your peace to take its place in our lives in the holy and righteous name of jesus christ we loose it um in the heavenly realm that it'll be manifested here in the earth we just thank and praise god for this time of teaching that we know that we can go before the presence of god concerning an issue a situation we can go to the word of god and find a resolve we don't have to be entangled with the yoke of bondage we don't have to be entangled with the spirit of, of offense because god he is so gracious towards us that he forgive us even though we offend him daily it's something that you said out of your mouth that is offensive to the holy spirit there are some thoughts that enter into your mind that if people, if, if you, if other people knew what you were thinking, you will be ashamed. So if you would be ashamed, how do you think it makes the Lord feel when you do contrary to what he has will and purpose and plan for your life? Um, How do you think, Um, how would you deal with your children when your children say something to you that, that you feel like they were inappropriate, they, that they shouldn't, would you just cast your children out? Would you not love them anymore? Would you push them to the side and say, I I, I, don't, I don't deal with you. I, I, I'm not going to deal with you. You know, me, you're not, you not on my level. No, you will not. You Because of love, you're going to go to your child. You're going to tell them. You're going to instruct them. You're going to say, now, listen, what you said was inappropriate. It was not right. Now, this is what we're going to do. I'm letting you know now that you do not speak to me in this manner. I will not allow it. And you need to apologize. And you need to go back and you need to find out where that came from. And you need to resolve that now because we're not going to have that. That's how a loving parent does. And that's how um, Jesus does. And that's how God does with us. He loves us to a place of reconciliation. And we have to remember that as ambassadors of Christ, we are ministers of reconciliation. We are not to just cast our loved ones to the side. We're not just to cast our, um, the congregants to the side because we got offended. We're not to um cast our neighbors to the side because they don't understand the word of God, the way that we do. Many times it's ignorance also that is present that will cause us to get offended. Sometimes I can say something to you That's offensive and I didn't even know that I offended you. Many times we say things that offend other people and we meant no harm at all. That's why when we pray, we pray, we say, God, forgive me of my sins of omission as well as commission. Those things that I know I've done wrong and those things that I know not that I did wrong. We just thank and praise God that he by his Holy Spirit will show us and beckon us unto a spirit of reconciliation. I pray this morning that this teaching in this time of discussion about conflict resolution, that it will not only just pierce our ears, but it will pierce our heart, that we will take hold to it and that we will apply it to our everyday life. I pray that we will grow stronger in, in the will of God, in the purpose, in the plan that he has for us, and that we will not allow the word to slip away from us, but that we will hold on to it. With every part of our being. In closing, I would like to read Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse 23 to 24. And it says, But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be a danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Verse 23. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remembereth that thy brother hath aught against thee, in verse 24, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go to thy go thy way, first to be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. When we think about the time of when they were bringing their gifts before the altar, in the time of this scripture, they had to go a great distance to bring their gifts. So, say for instance that I drove from Birmingham to Chicago. And when I got to Chicago, I remembered that I was going to minister, and I remembered that I offended my brother here in Birmingham, Alabama. The word says that before I offer my gift where well, I leave I leave my gift at the altar but I go back. So therefore bring thy gift to the altar And there remember that thy brother Has all against thee Leave there thy gift before the altar And go thy way First to be reconciled to thy brother And then come and offer thy gift We are to make sure That we reconcile with our brother I have to go back and I have to say Miss Roxanne I do apologize Now I may not have to go Get back in my car and drive all the way back To Birmingham but I can't pick up the telephone and I can call Miss Roxanne Miss Roxanne the Lord brought you before me He brought you before my face and I must apologize for the things that I said to you um, The things that I done to you And um, I don't want it to be anything that will hamper our relationship And I don't want to be it to be anything between us that will hinder our relationship with the Lord And we must be in, um, be willing To humble ourselves Because many times we can be too high-minded that we feel like we cannot apologize to people. And we have to be willing to apologize and know that it's not everyone else. It's us too. We offend people. We're not the only ones that get offended. So we just thank and praise God for his word. I thank you, Apostle Ball, for this time of teaching, allowing me to teach this morning. I pray that what um, has been ministered this morning, that... um, that he has blessed you all. And I now come to the close of my time of teaching. God bless you, Apostle Ball. Amen, amen,
0: amen, amen, amen. Somebody give God a praise on today, amen, just by the clapping of hands. For the word of God, for His Spirit, Amen. that have gone there. God a praise, right now by the power of the King, amen. amen. So let's go on How much we appreciate God, amen. amen. On today, glory to God for the things that He has done and the marvelous things that He has shown in our sight on today. I just thank and praise God on today, Amen. Uh, I appreciate the elder preacher for the teaching that you brought forth today also appreciate you for uh, bringing forth an abbreviated message, one that you condensed down, amen, uh, and make room for the spirit, amen, the Bible said the spirit of the prophet is subject unto the prophet, amen, and uh, all of us allow the prophet, amen, the prophet to flow on today and do what only he do. amen, best, amen, oh, Jesus. to utilize all of us, amen, in the midst of this environment where the Holy Spirit reigns yeah. and abide, and where God gives the glory, amen, so I thank the other people for condensing that message on down for the sake of time. Amen. amen. Um, I just want to make one or two short comments um, because Pastor Peggy, my sister, is going to give final comments. But I just want to caution us, amen, and point out uh, that oftentimes of sin and things like this happen in conflict during times of transition and times of change. Amen. Today we had a time of change on today whereby uh, a lot of us could have gotten ourselves offended or gotten ourselves... Moment. No one was told that uh, Elder Fader is going to be leading uh, the, um, the prayer time this morning. Uh, oftentimes, my sister, Pastor Peggy, is the one that helps me most with that. But we had a time of transition and change on today, and oftentimes that's why we need to be more cautious that we're not getting into offense. When things are changing, when we have emergency situations to crop up, when there's growth in the church, Amen, just like when there's growth in the family, what happens? Mom is pregnant and who gets offended? The children. The other children. Yes. I mean I was in that position. I was the baby and my mother told me that she was having another baby. And you know, I went all the way. Boom, looked the Yes. Because why? I felt threatened. I felt like someone was gonna take my place. And you know, I was about seven years old at the time. But still, isn't that how we do? When growth is about to happen, when the Lord is going to increase us so that we'll be stronger and kingdom uh, development is happening, we can tend to get our toes stepped on. Elder Adrian talked about her going to her new church and feeling like maybe, well, after she examined herself, maybe I'm you know, I may, I at issue here, or at least partly that some of this is on me, that I have the expectation because I've been in ministry a long time, I'm a pastor's wife, I can sing real good, and now here I am at this new place and he's not even answering my email. You know, we can become offended because we may think a little bit too high of ourselves. But that's a time of transition for her. Amen. again, I'm warning about those times of transition and times of change where things may be changing in your environment, that this is a time, an opportune time where the enemy can come in and cause us to be offended. But at the same time, it's an opportune time to show our maturity, our, uh, our strength in God, the Lord to expand his kingdom. So that's what I wanted to say, uh, is that to is that when things are changing, when growth is happening, or when there's an emergency situation that crops up, that we begin to be more reflective about what we're doing, why we're doing it, and that that we can operate in the physical concept of of, of Christian love. Amen. Uh, Before Pastor Peggy come, I want to remind us that we have two purposes on today. Amen. And, of course, the Lord is doing a lot more than what I have written here in these two purposes. But, uh, in general, uh, our purpose today was to encourage each participant to develop the godly mindset and attitudes needed to deal effectively with conflict. Point two, goal number two is that we want to encourage the participant to develop a strategy, a biblical strategy, for handling conflict, in which Elder Fagin laid that out for us. Uh, some of it, you know, the, the Holy the Scripture has many, many uh, strategies that we can use, but there's a good strategy there that we would come to our brother alone. Amen? And she laid that out. So those two are our two main goals today, to encourage us to develop the right mindset when we deal with conflict. And number two, have a strategy, a protocol that we can go to when we have to manage conflict within the church or within our home. Amen. So that is what I wanted to say. Now I'm going to take it over. I'll hand it over to Pastor Peggy. Amen. For final remarks. Lastly, I do want to thank people for being patient. We are a little bit long today. We normally run about an hour and a half. But I'm I'm, I'm great right now. You know, if anybody has to leave, that's, you know, on you. But I'm feeling good. I love the Lord. This is helping me. And so uh, I'll, I'll be here, we we'll probably be done in about the next 15 to 20 minutes, okay? But Pastor Peggy is going to come and give us summary comments, and then uh, we will have a time uh, where one participant who is new and one who is old give them about three minutes each to also have uh, comments, okay? But right now we're going to have Pastor Peggy to do summary on the list. Good morning about in Christ. We're well, only my name, you know, for leadership, how many build are cities as well and they grow. growth. And even in the process of growing, we have to take what's being said for us that'll cause us to grow. Because I'm reminded of uh, the apostle John who was in prison in Matthew chapter number seventeen, we're talking about resolution to and how to how to resolve these issues. But the Lord wants to remind us that the most important thing to him, first of all, is his kingdom and the work that he has assigned for us to do. we got to make a transition in our mind that the work of his kingdom is just not about people. It's not just about, not about me. The Bible says for God, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That means God is concerned as well, but as for his creation as a whole, So we got to get that mindset, look from that posture that God called us into the world for purpose, and that purpose was just not me. And so whatever capacity he called or uses us in, we got to find ourselves in that place until God develops us and wants us to move. Because sometimes, as the apostle said earlier, my idea of something may not be what God and I can't tell but how, what avenues and channels to use to develop it. And so I'm going to go to Matthew chapter number 11 real quick. You know John the Baptist, I mean not of John, but John the Baptist, that Malachi prophesied that he was going to be the one that was going to come to announce to Christ. And he said himself that, um, that the Lord sent him into the world that he may manifest Jesus to Israel. He said, I did not know who he was except the one that sent me, told me. Upon the one who the spirit that's upon and, and remained, this is the one. But John found himself in a compromising position to the point he had gotten offended. He, let's go to Matthew chapter number 11. He says, uh, chapter, Matthew chapter number 11, verse number 1. It says, Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his prayer disciples, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their city. And so John had heard him. In- and he's like, Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Tegan, for those words of exhortation, for your summer comment. Amen. And at this time, we're going to move to, we're going to have.